Good morning to everyone this morning. Rise and shine and give God the glory. Good morning to every last one of you. I'm Dr. K. These are key moments to empower your life with Christ. And uh, we, you know, we're we're just here. And I thank God for us being here and for what he has done and what he's doing. Let's see those keys in those hearts. Those keys and those hearts. Those keys are because God desires to give us the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever we bind in earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever we lose in earth will be loose in heaven. Those hearts are because we are experiencing the unconditional love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And there's nothing that anyone can do about it. What you hear in the background are the pages of my heart, me getting together my Bibles, my different version of Bibles, my notes, and everything. I absolutely love the Word of God. And honestly, I like taking my time, <laughs> you know. I just like taking my time sometimes. Um, but, you know, to God be the glory. Uh, good morning to my wonderful husband. I know that he is listening from wherever he is. Good morning to you. Good morning to my key team. Good morning to you. And good morning to everyone who is listening from wherever you are listening in from. Let me know where you're listening in from. I'm doing great, Liz Malie. Good morning. Our international family is chiming in this morning. I am so grateful to see every last one of you today. Now, I'm going to say this. I don't know if whether or not I'm going to be going live on Friday morning because I have to travel. I'm going to start uh, back on the road on this evening. Uh, and then um, I have to, and then, you know, back into, back on the road. I say I'm back on the road. It was really back in the air. And so um, I don't know if whether or not I'm going to be, uh, coming on on Friday morning, but if I do, then good. If I if I don't, then it's still the Lord's will. Um, you all keep me in prayer as God continues to do what He is doing. Um, let's say the name Jesus all up and down the timeline. For at His name, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Right, Janera from South Carolina, that our God He is Lord. As we go into a word of prayer, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we glorify you. We know that there is no God like you. There could never be another God like you. If any God tried, he would fail. He or she would fail. Whatever, they will fail. <laughs> but you are the creator, and we worship you and you alone. We thank you for this Wisdom Wednesday, God, that you have assembled before the foundation of the world. We're here because you have led us here. The Bible declares that those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. And so now we thank you, we glorify you for what you are going to say, because it has already been said. We thank you, Lord, that we are submitted to your leading of the Holy Spirit of God. As we begin to teach your word, we thank you in Jesus' name, amen and amen. So, um, <clears throat> I want to know if I missed anything. No, I didn't miss anything. I missed you guys on Monday. <laughs> How about that? Um, our key team is here, Mishé and Neosha and Stephanie McAllister. Just be on the lookout for them. I want to go to John, the eighth chapter, and I want to read from. I'm going to read from the NIV. Let's see how the Lord is going to do this this morning. Okay, let's read from the KJV, John eight. I'm going to read. Thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six, and thirty-seven. So, okay, so John eight, thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six, and thirty-seven. Let's read that. For those who who are new here, welcome. Um, I I just be led by the Spirit of the Lord God so I can open up the Bible and the Holy Spirit of God will tell me to go at a, to a particular passage of Scripture. Um, I study, but when I open up my Bible at that particular moment and when I come on live, the Holy Spirit of God will unction me or lead me to do something else. And that's what I do, right? So it is what it is, right? And uh, you'll hear the pages turning, which are the pages of my heart, which is the word of God. We read from different versions of the Bible here, um, especially on Wisdom Wednesdays. Wednesdays are Wisdom Wednesdays. So I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible today. 
um, and I'm reading verse 34, 35, 36, and 37. It reads, And Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. If the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. I know that ye are Abram's seed, but ye seek to kill me because my word hath no place in you. I like the NIV, and today is Wednesday, Wednesday, so we, we, we talk. I'm going to try not to preach because Lord knows I love preaching, but I like talking on Wisdom Wednesdays. Um, the KJV says this. Jesus replied, Verily, truly, I say to you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family. Good God from glory. But a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are Abram's descendant, yet you are looking for a way to kill me because you have no room for my word. So this morning, as I was, um, you know, getting myself together and I was uh, studying the word of God, the Lord began to, and the Holy Spirit of God began to really talk to me. And um, he began to show me little different things. And he said, you know, Kenya, you've got three voices that you have. And he said, you know, people have three voices, but it's hard to discern what's what and who's talking. You have the voice of the Holy Spirit of God. You have your own personal voice and you have the enemy's voice. And these three voices begin to live in the body. And he began to show me the try the trying of man, right? And I said, okay, Lord. And he says, you know, Kenya, some things in people's lives are not a stronghold. It's it's not it's not a demon. It's a decision. Okay, <laughs> what you say? Here we go, Holy Spirit. So now you didn't open up a can of worms this morning at four thirty, and so now let's dive into it. So the Spirit of the Lord God began to show me myself, and he began to show me how um, he took me through these realms and trimesters of deliverance. And as he began to take me through these different realms of deliverance, he said, Kenya, I want to talk to you, and I want to show you something. And I said, yes. As he began to show me and take me through a, a course of my life, as he began to deliver me, because the Lord delivered me from a lot of stuff, y'all. I mean, when I say a lot of stuff, I mean a lot of stuff, a lot. And and he still delivered me from a, from a lot of stuff, but not like he was delivering me before, right? Right now, I understand the power of my choice. I need for someone to say, there is power in my choice. There's power in my choice. And then he began to show me the children of Israel. He took me into what I would like to say would be Egypt. And he showed me how the children of Israel were enslaved and they were under Pharaoh's command. And he said something to me that absolutely blew my mind. He said, the children of Israel made a decision to go with Moses but they also made a decision to mentally stay in Egypt. What you say, Holy Ghost? And he said, Kenya, who the son says free is free indeed. And he says, I need you to understand something, Kenya. And I said, sir, he said, sin has a way of enslaving and controlling people. It has a way of dominating them. And what it does is it dictates the actions of man. So, so sin enslaves us. Sin then enslaves us and it controls us. It likes to dominate us. And as it dominates us, what happens is it begins to dictate our life. So our sin nature becomes uh, the, 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 the leader in our life because ultimately sin, the enemy, is a perverted God. And if the enemy is a perverted God and the Bible says 
those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God, this means that the enemy desires to lead our life. And he desires to lead our life through enticing us and stirring up within us and appeasing to our desires. And you'll find that in the book of James. And on your own time, go ahead and study. And so now you must understand that Jesus, what he did was he came to free us from slavery, which means that we are no longer enslaved. And if we are no longer enslaved, what happens is he then has given us power and he has given us access to operate in a realm of liberty, which means that, and I need you to hear me because there are people here who are, who are addicted to smoking and they feel like they can't stop smoking. There are people here who are addicted to certain things and they feel like they just can't help it. I just can't help it. And so now what happens is when you say you can't help it or you feel like you can't help it, you're not operating in power. You're not operating in the place of liberty. You're still operating from a place of bondage. In other words, what has happened is, is now you made a decision to leave Egypt, but mentally you're still in Egypt. Y'all going to be all right in just a minute. I got to go here. I must go here. Now you must understand that what sin does is the enemy, of course, he is sin. But what it does is it keeps us from becoming the person that God created us to do. What it does is it is a restraining, it is a restraining, uh, it's like a restraining order. And sin begins to place a restraining order against liberty. It places a restraining order against the realm of liberty. It places a restraining order against the power that God has given you. It places a restraining order in the realm of the spirit. And what happens is, is it then begins to try to restrain you from operating in a realm of liberty. It begins to try to master your life. And so now you have to understand that Jesus broke the power of, of, of sin over your life. And I know this is elementary, but we go, we, we're going to go a little bit deeper. So just hang with me because you have to understand by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God, you don't have to do what you don't want to do. And so the Lord began to, uh, uh, he began to really, um, minister to me. And he said, Kenya, I need you to understand something. I said, what? So he, he took me back to these little notes that I had. And he said, you cannot hunger for the future. If you're full of your past, empty yourself out. <laughs> what? You cannot hunger for the future. If you're full from your past or you're full of your past, you have to empty yourself out. And what happens is, is that we leave no room for liberty when we don't empty ourselves out from this word. Can't. We got to empty ourselves out from that. And so what happens is, is that when you are enslaved to, to something, that means it has total control and power over your life. Listen to me. What happens is, is you are now afraid to come out of where God has already delivered you from. Y'all going to be all right in just a minute. I'm trying to get you. Your mindset has got to change in this season. And the reason why your mindset has got to change in this season is because of where God desires to take you. And if you allow your habit to keep you in a place where God does not want you to be, then you'll never become who he's purposed you to become. And what will happen is you'll blame the enemy for what's really you. Because what happens is we then say things like this. When we blame the enemy for what we don't want to be free from, me included, I'm not, I'm not, listen, I'm not, I am not exempt from this. The I Listen, as long as I'm in this flesh, I have to make a decision just like you. There's nothing grand about me except for I've allowed the Lord to process me, right? So what happens is we say things like, God knows my heart. God's still working on me. 
Because what happens is we have not tapped into a realm of liberty. The Bible says, who the sun sets free is free indeed. And we are still walking around, y'all going to be all right, calling on the name of Jesus. And we're still addicted to things that we should not still be addicted to. Wisdom Wednesday. Welcome to Wisdom Wednesday. So now what happens is we're telling God that his power is not great enough for us. We're telling God that his blood is not strong enough for us. We are making a decision to reflect the power of God in us to the world. And so what happens is in our life, we say that God's Grace is met. God's grace is sufficient enough for me, but yet we're not operating in the grace of God. We're not operating from a place of power because now it's not a demon that's in us. It's a decision that we have to make because you have to understand it's easy to blame when you don't want to put to shame. It is. It's easy to say that God is still working on me. It's easy to say, well, I need deliverance. It's easy to say, well, no one's perfect. It's easy to say, uh, God knows my heart. So it's easy to blame when you don't want to be put to shame or face the shame. And what happens is, is that when you then say you can't help it, you still have allowed the enemy to have access to enslave you in a particular area area of your life where God has already liberated you in. Now, I need you to hear me very, very clearly because the Bible says that those that have an ear, let them hear what the spirit of the Lord God is saying to the church. I need for you to hear me very, very, very clearly, very, very clearly. I need for someone to type in the chat line, God is prophetic. And when you hear me clearly, I need you to access this realm of understanding that the spirit of the Lord God is releasing over the airways for your hearing. When you accepted Jesus Christ into your life, you then eradicated, you gave God the permission to eradicate every diabolical excuse in your life that says you can't help to do whatever it is that you're doing. I don't care. And what the Lord began to minister to me. He said, the greatest reflection that you will ever face is the reflection of your heart. If you ever want to see a divine mirror, the divine mirror is the reflection of your heart. And when you begin, a lot of people don't want to face themselves. A lot of people begin to say, I, I can't help doing certain things. No, you can help it. You're just choosing not to help it. Because what happens is, is when you accept the Jesus Christ into your life. You gave Jesus the authority in your life to cause you to make decisions in your life that you wouldn't normally be able to make prior to his blood. Listen to me. His blood and you accepting him into your life and receiving this new life in Christ gave you access to operate in a realm that the enemy never thought you would be able to operate from. Because what happens is slave, slaves are in bondage. Slaves don't have a choice. Slaves are governed and operated through intimidations. Lord Jesus on my soul today. They are, they are, they are, they are operated and they are governed through fear. In other words, I fear coming out of the place where I know I can really get away from, but don't know how to get away from. Because fear has been, uh, fear has been uh, etched into my life so until now I'm afraid to face the pain. I'm afraid to die. Listen to me. I'm afraid to die. So I rather stay in bondage because I love my life more than liberty. I love the place where I am because now I fear dying. As it is in the natural, it is in the spirit. Listen to me. In order for you to come out of a place where the enemy desires to continue to keep you enslaved in, you cannot fear dying. You can't. You cannot fear death. You cannot. So it is in the natural. It is in the spirit. We're not talking about a natural death. See, in the natural, they feared death, which kept them enslaved. 
So in the spirit, if you fear death, it'll keep you enslaved to what the enemy desires to continue to allow you to blame him for. Because now he understands that if I can continue allowing them or continue leading them to keep me as the cause of why they can't come out of where they are, then they'll remain where they are and still operate from a place of false humility. And what will happen is it'll be a false vulnerable place where they know they have access to liberty but because the comfort zone is they need deliverance they can keep blaming me and stay where they know where I know God has already liberated them to operate in and so what happens is is the power that you have you haven't accessed it remember months ago or two or three months ago we talked the difference between exousia and dunamis and so what happens is you're not operating from a positional standpoint where Jesus Christ has set you free. And so now when I read comments and I read things like, I want to be delivered from smoking cigarettes. I want to be delivered from uh, this person that I'm with. It's a stronghold in my life. It's really not a stronghold in your life when you're dealing with past relationships. What happens is it's easy to blame a stronghold when you haven't really forgiven the person that hurt you. It's easy to blame the enemy for that. It's easy to say, I need to be delivered. You know, when you really want revenge or you really haven't really forgiven the person, it's easy to say, you got a, 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 a soul tie. It's easy. It's not a soul tie. You just haven't made the decision to let go of where you felt entitled at. And so what happens is now you'll keep seeking God to untie a soul tie when it's really not a soul tie. It's because in your mind, the relationship ended in a way you didn't want it to end. And so you keep trying to seek a, a way that you can redeem closure. And it's not that you really want closure in the realm of the spirit because God already moved you from that relationship. In your mind, you are now feeling like you got unnecessarily hurt. I don't know why the Lord got me speaking like this, but it's okay. And so what happens is, is now you don't operate in a realm of liberty because now the relationship ended so badly until now you say, I need closure. You already got closure when the relationship broken up. You already got closure when you left the person or they left you. Closure has already manifested. But because you have a spirit of entitlement and now you really want the person, you really want them, uh, you can't forget about them. And now you're angry about the way the relationship closed out and it didn't close out the way you wanted to close out. And now you were hurt. You blame the enemy now. And you say, I need deliverance from a, a soul tie. It's not a soul tie. It's a decision. I, 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 I just need, I, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need closure. And who, who is the Holy Spirit of God speaking to this morning? Because, because the Holy Ghost, remember now, I'm, I, I only speak, I try to only speak what the Holy Spirit of God is speaking to me to speak. And so you're on this live audio broadcast. And what happens is you continue to allow this. It's almost like the Holy Spirit of God is showing me. It's almost like mold. It's like mold in your spirit. It sits there and contaminates your atmosphere. And, and, and so you don't want to let go of the past. And so now God can't impart into you what he needs to impart into you to become who he's called you to become because now you are blaming a stronghold, a strong, a, a, a soul tie. It's not a soul tie. Untie it with understanding. Untie the soul tie with understanding Knowing that God has delivered you, knowing that God has moved you from a place that was contaminating your spirit and contaminating your atmosphere. So it's easy to blame a demon when it's only a decision that you have to make because you have to understand by the Holy Ghost that when you accepted Jesus Christ into your life, it gave you access. He gave you access into a realm called decision-making power. 
See, see, when you couldn't help feeling the way you felt, you were enslaved. You were enslaved. Now you understand that you have a choice that you can make. There is a decision that you have to make. But because you're not operating in liberty, it's easy to blame a demon and an unclean spirit and say, I need deliverance. Watch this. When the children of Israel, when the children of Israel were being afflicted, they cried out for a deliverer. God sent them Moses. Watch this. Listen to me. And the Holy Spirit of God needs you one to hear and to open up your spiritual eye gates, open up your spiritual ears and allow the Spirit of God to create a picture in your atmosphere for you to see this. Watch this. The children of Israel were enslaved to Pharaoh. They felt like they did not have a choice. They cried out for a deliverer. God sent Moses into their atmosphere. Listen to this. He sent a deliverer in their midst. The deliverer began to manifest divine power, supernatural power from God, the, 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 the deliverer. Moses, as he began to display and demonstrate supernatural power of God, what happens is it then began to develop a place of contentment and it began to develop a place of confidence to those who were enslaved to Pharaoh. It began to develop a place of encouragement and edify the place that needed to be edified in order for those who were enslaved to have the courage enough to follow the person who was the deliverer. Listen to me. After they begin to build up and God begin to use Moses to build up their most holy faith, it gave them the power to make a decision not to fear who they were enslaved to. But prior to the deliverer coming into the atmosphere, they felt like they didn't have the power to leave the place where they were enslaved. Jesus Christ has come to set the captives free. He came to set the captives come. He came to set the captives free. Jesus Christ is in the midst. He's in the midst. He says, I now am giving you the power to walk away from what you feel like you can't walk away from. How is he doing this? Because the demonstrative power of the Holy Spirit of God has created a place of confidence in you so until you're still serving him still. And because you're still serving him still, there is a place of confidence in you that says, I'm not going to leave God because he's proven that he is God in my life. So now what happens is, is because you're still with him, my question to you is, why are you not following him? Why are you not depending on him? Why are you not trusting him? What you talking about, Dr. King? Because now what happens is, you keep saying stuff like, I need deliverance. No, you don't. The deliverer is in the midst. Now you must make the choice to follow the deliverer. Watch this. You have to, I need, I have a soul tie. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. You now have the power to untie the soul tie through your decision. God's still working on me. He's, he's still working on me. He, he's still working on me. He's still working on me. How long is he going to keep working on you in the same place? No, he's not. You have to make a decision to allow what he's worked on you in to manifest. God knows my heart. He knows my heart. Yes, he knows your heart. And your heart is what he wants to deal with. But you won't make the decision to allow a reflection of reality to manifest. And, and, and so you can see.
And so it's easy to blame unclean spirits. Y'all don't want to talk to me this morning, but it's okay. It's easy when you won't make the decision. I can't stop smoking. I, I haven't. So what has happened is now you are disqualifying the power of God in you because the Bible says, who the sun sets free is free indeed, and now you are still enslaved to addiction. So it's not it's not a spirit. It's you can't blame a spirit and you can't blame a demon for where there needs to be a decision made. Y'all gonna be all right. Cause I was a chain smoker. I was a chain smoker. I was the reality of your progress is what you're dismissing. And when you dismiss the reality of your progress. You're not operating in liberty. You're not operating from a place of liberation. You're not saying, I'm making a decision to see the progress of my deliverance. So what happens is, when you dismiss the progress of your deliverance, you'll never gain the courage to keep moving towards your progress. You won't do it. Because now you're looking at the quantity instead of the quality of your deliverance. Instead of looking at the quality of your deliverance, you're looking at the quantity of your deliverance. And when you look at the quantity of your deliverance versus the quality of your deliverance, you're misfollowing your deliverance. And so what happens is the enemy keeps you enslaved because now you don't understand the power of your decision-making power. So you have to understand what God is doing in your life. Gail says, I'm not holding on to offense. I've decided to let go of hurt that was holding me back and praying for those who yet understand my assignment. Um, my decision is to hear the voice of God. Gail, I love that. I like you and I absolutely love you. Not only do I love you, but I like you. But let me tell you where you went wrong with that comment. You said, I'm not holding on to offense. I've decided to let go of hurt that was holding me back and praying for those, watch that, who yet, who yet understand my assignment. It doesn't matter if they understand your assignment or not. It, it don't matter. It doesn't matter if they understand your assignment and if they don't understand your assignment, because you have to understand this. If you are looking for anyone to understand your assignment, your focus is not on your assignment. Listen to me. Because if you continue to look for people who, uh, see, God brings people to you who will understand your assignment without you looking for someone to understand your assignment. Your focus is not on trying to find someone who understands you, but your focus is on Jesus who then sends people who understands you, right? And so what happens is, is that when you then make statements like that, you see, you will be moved by what others think of you because now you're looking for them to understand what they were not sent to understand. So I like that comment, but we're going to just tweak it just a little bit. Let's, let's, let's tweak that. Let's tweak that just a little bit because you have to understand by the Holy Ghost. When you begin to, and this goes for everybody on here who's looking for someone to understand who they are. They're not going to understand who you are because who you are is revealed to people. They have to be decreased enough to understand who you are. Who you are needs to be revealed by the Holy Spirit of God because the things of the Spirit are spiritually discerned. Peter had got a revelation of who Jesus was. And so what happens is, I want to get back to the topic. It's not a demon. It is a decision. God has given you decision-making power. God has given you decision-making power. And when you operate in a place of liberty, see, what happens is you shift in your spirit. I realized this because when I was in the world, I felt like I had to do, I felt like what I was doing was part of who I was. It was like, this is just who I am, period. Point blank, this is just who I am. 
And when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit of God, I realized that who I thought I was wasn't who I was. And when I realized that who I thought I was wasn't who I was, then that gave me the power to operate in a place of liberty. Because when I re was acting the way I thought who I was, then that means that I was allowing who I thought I was to dictate and control me. And, and when I accepted Jesus Christ into my life, I started wrestling with some of the things that I used to do that I felt like I couldn't do anymore, which means that I had access now to another realm of decision making because I wasn't trying to make a decision to get out of where I was before I accepted Jesus, which that means that something clicked in my spirit and empowered me and enabled me to see that I had the power to make a choice. The Bible says that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That means that if you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you, the only way you're going to recognize the strength of God is if you've embarked into a place of weakness. Y'all going to be all right. It is a place of weakness because even the strongest person is weak to God. So at the highest peak of your strength, you're still weak to God. And so because at the highest peak of your strength, you're still weak to him, then you're always going to need the strength of God. And so what happens is when you can express the place of weakness in your life as a place of humility and vulnerability in the presence of God, then what happens is you can now see the strength of God. And so now it's not really an unclean spirit. It's really a decision that you have to make. See, when you understand the power of a decision that God has given you, decision-making power out, now y'all ain't gonna like this, but it's gonna be all right, outranks the power that the enemy will try to manipulate in your life that you can't do it. You can do this and all things through Christ who strengthens you. Somebody say, I can do it. I can do it. If whatever it is that God has commissioned you to do, you can do. Because it's not a demon, it's a decision. It's, it's, it's not a demon, it's a decision. And when you understand that it's not a demon, that it's a decision, then you can allow God to, to help you to make a decision. How are you led? Watch this now. And I need you to hear me very clearly by the Holy Spirit of God. And we're going to get out of here. When the children of Israel uh, saw Moses, what happened was they kept their eyes on Moses and not their environment. See, Moses, God used Moses to build such a confidence in the children of Israel that they kept their eyes focused so on Moses. They kept their eyes on Moses and not their situation. And when you keep your eyes on Jesus and not your situation, you'll follow Jesus out of your situation. I'm going to say that again. When you keep your eyes on Jesus and not your situation, you'll follow Jesus out of your situation. And this is what Jesus wants. He wants you to follow him out of what it feels like you can't get out of. How do you do that? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because remember now, the Holy Ghost says something to me that was important today. He says, you cannot hunger for the future if you're full of your past. Empty yourself out. Okay? He said, who the sun sets free is free indeed. I said, okay. He said, the children of Israel made a decision to go with Moses. Watch this but made a decision to mentally stay in Egypt. What? What do you say? They mentally, so their flesh came out of Egypt, but their spirit never came out of Egypt. Listen to me, hear me. Their flesh came out of Egypt, but their spirit never came out of Egypt. Two different realms. This is why you have to understand, to be led by the spirit of God. Why? Because as you are led by the spirit of God, you tap into a realm of the spirit that leads your spirit out of Egypt, not just your flesh. How, what am I saying? Because when your flesh comes out of a place and your spirit doesn't, you have a form of godliness, but deny the power of God inside. So it will look like, and I'll say this all the time, it will look like you're delivered, but inwardly you're not delivered. 
because now you haven't tapped into the decision-making power of liberty of the blood of Jesus Christ. So what happens is the children of Israel's flesh came out of Egypt, but their spirit stayed in Egypt. This is why they had to go through the wilderness. Your wilderness experience processes the old nature out of you. Your wilderness experience processes the old nature out of you. And when you understand your wilderness experience, you'll understand that it's really not a demon. It's a decision that you have to make. See, deliverance is a decision. Y'all going to be all right. Because the deliverer has already been placed in the midst of your life. Now you have to make a decision to be led by the Spirit of God. How do you do that? I'm so glad you are asking that question. I'm so glad that you're asking that question. Those who are led by the Spirit of God. Watch what the Bible says. The Bible says that a slave does not dwell in the house forever, but a son dwells in the house forever. Watch this. Even if you mess up, you're still in the house. Even if you make a mistake, you're still in the house. God never kicks you out of the house. You leave. Okay, Lord Jesus. He never does this because the case in point of the prodigal son, the prodigal son father never put him out. He left his father's presence. See, Jesus, God never leaves you. You leave him. He never leaves you. You make a decision to leave the house. You never get put out of the house. And so when you make a decision to leave the house, it'll always feel like he's not with you, even though he's with you. Because now mentally and spiritually, you move out of the place where God put you in place. And so you have to understand the difference between the realm of the flesh and the realm of the spirit. So it's really not a demon and it's really not an unclean spirit that's keeping you in the place. It's a decision that you're not making because now you are not allowing God to operate in and through you. Y'all going to be all right in just a minute. Watch this. How do you do that? How do you do that? How do you, how do you do that? How do you do that? Watch this. Those who are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. Y'all going to be all right. And this is going to be powerful. How do you do this? You have to bench press your flesh and build up your spirit. What does that mean, Dr. K? I'm so glad you asked. When you bench press and then begin to, because what happens is this word of God right here, this word, this, this word right here, this, what you hear? What you hear? Right. You cannot, and I need you to hear me very clearly. You cannot follow the word of God in humility, in a place where God desires for you to be without the Holy Spirit. It doesn't work like that. I don't care what and who told you you could. It will never be effective if you do it from a religious standpoint. If you do it from a dogmatic standpoint, it will never be effective in your life. Now, let's look at the quality versus the quantity, right? Or the quantity versus the quality to help you move in where God desires for you to move. What happens is, is when you begin to do anything in this word of God and you begin to feel a conviction in your spirit, not a condemnation. When you begin to be feel convicted in your spirit concerning anything in this book, that means that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, which means that you cannot be convicted of the word of God without you having a relationship and tapping into the presence of God in you, which means that you are not, and I need you to hear me very, very clearly, because a lot of you think you're possessed. You, I'm possessed. I need to be delivered. I need to be, I need to be, when you just need to make a decision, because if you are following <clears throat> or have been convicted concerning this word of God 
in any capacity of your life. It means that you have a quality of relationship with Jesus versus what you see manifesting in your life. There is a quality of relationship that you have with Jesus. Why do I say that? Because it looks like the quality, the quantity of your deliverance outweighs the quality of your relationship, Lord Jesus. The quantity of your deliverance outweighs the quality of your relationship to the natural understanding. Listen to me. To the natural understanding, the quantity of your deliverance outweighs the quality of your relationship because now you're still struggling and you're looking at your life from a carnal perspective. And when you look at your life and judge your life from a carnal perspective, you're looking at the quantity of your deliverance versus the quality of your relationship. And when you do that, what happens is you're entering into a realm which gives the enemy access to keep you in bondage. Listen to me. And so what happens is, is that when you begin to judge your deliverance based upon what your life looks like, not based upon what you've been convicted of, then you are not accessing and walking in the place of liberty. It is what it is. So what happens is, I'm telling you from experience, if you begin to be convicted in any capacity of this word of God, right here, these pages that I'm turning right now, I'm going to tell you something. You have made a decision to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. You cannot Talk to a God that you can't see, but you believe in. That don't even make no sense. You cannot believe in a God that you can't see, but you can feel. It, 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 don't, it, don't, it, it doesn't work like that. There is a conviction in you that has convinced you that God is real. There is a conviction in you that has... Mother Parisha, you said asking watchmen to pray for your chest pain on the right side. All right. Um, pain be gone in Jesus name. You, Mother Parisha, now, now. Pain be gone in Jesus name. In the name of Jesus, be gone. Pain be gone in Jesus name pain be gone. I speak to your right side in Jesus' name. Pain be gone in Jesus' name. Be gone. Be gone in Jesus' name. Be gone. We bind you and loose you in Jesus' name. Be gone from her right side in the name of Jesus. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. Watch this. Mother Parisha, you just tell me if whether or not the pain is still there. But be gone because I understand the assignment of the enemy. Be gone in Jesus' name. I have a no tolerance. When it comes to certain things, I just have no tolerance for. I just don't. Um, and so what happens is, is that the quality of your relationship with Jesus has now allowed you to make a decision to follow Jesus. So when you say you can't do something, you're now disqualifying the conviction that you have already followed. You're, you're disqualifying the power of Jesus Christ that you have already been following this far. No. You, 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 you have already, you have already, you have already disqualified and you have now stripped, you have now stripped, you have now disqualified what you have already qualified for because you have already been making decisions in your life. But what happens is when you do, when you don't step into the power of Jesus Christ, when you say, I can't do this, you're now 
allowing the enemy to have access in your life where you're not pulling on the quality of your relationship versus the quantity. Am I making sense to you? Am I making sense? Somebody say God is prophetic. God is prophetic. God is prophetic. I'm getting ready to go. God is prophetic. God is prophetic. God is prophetic. God is prophetic. I love God for being prophetic. Uh, and so now because he is prophetic, you must understand that we're getting ready to do a prophetic demonstration. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And no, I'm not going to, you're not going to hear any music today because I need this to get into your spirit. I need you to get into, I need this to get into your spirit. Good morning, honey. Uh, Mother Parisha. Because I'm dealing with something this morning. Mother Parisha. Parisha Jackson, are you still on this live audio broadcast? You answer. If you're still here, because I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm just, I'm waiting because I, because, because <laughs> I, because, because I'm not playing with the enemy this morning and, and everybody's going to be okay. Yeah. You let me know if you still here. Let me know. Parisha Jackson, if you still here. Okay. Um, <laughs> and if you are still here, if I say, if, if you still here and just respond yes if you still here if that's it i say if all right um so we're getting ready to do a prophetic demonstration right uh and as we do this prophetic demonstration uh the spirit of the lord god is going to move in uh a way that he needs to move right so now for those of you who are, now listen to me, uh, have a fantastic day, Kimberly. Those of you who are dealing with any type of addiction, I need you to listen to me. We're getting ready to deal with the quality versus the quantity. We're getting ready to deal with the quality versus the quantity. The quality versus the quantity, right? If you are dealing with a spirit of addiction <clears throat> in any way, and you're probably saying, no, I'm not, I'm not dealing with a spirit of addiction. I'm not dealing with a spirit of addiction. If you are addicted to anything that you feel like you cannot get rid of, you the one I'm talking to. Mm -hmm. There you go. Thank you very much, Parisha Jackson. I appreciate it. There you go. Somebody said me. All right. Um, I'm glad that you said me. <clears throat> Now, I want you to hear me very clearly by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. <clears throat> We're going to deal with the quality versus the quantity. The quality of your relationship with Jesus Christ outweighs the quality, the, uh, the quantity of your deliverance. You have to be able to see in the realm of the spirit in order to walk fully in your deliverance and embrace what God is doing in your life. Now, I need you to hear me very clearly. God is into the small things. He's a great God that's into the small things. The quality of your relationship will seem small versus the quantity of your deliverance. <clears throat> it's not a demon. It's a decision. We're not blaming the enemy in this season for anything that God has given us the power to overcome. We're not doing it in this season. We can't do it in this season because it's hindering and impeding our progress. We've been put here for the will of God to be purposed out of our life, for men and women to see the power of God in and through us, to be witnesses and testimonials to the glory of God. And they can't because some of us can't make a decision and we're blaming the enemy and he's gladly taking the blame. The Lord says something to me very, very, very clearly um, some years ago and it blew my absolute daggone mind. He said, the enemy will take the blame if it'll stop you from moving forward. What? If you keep blaming the enemy for things that's going on in your life, even though it's not him, it's you. He'll gladly take the blame because now you're giving him glory. You are giving him glory because now you're blaming him for something that God has already given you the power to overcome. And in fact, you've already overcome. 
You just have to allow the overcomer to manifest. So now you're going to, we're going to tap into the quality versus the quantity. We're going to do that right now. So what happens is, now I need you to hear me very clearly. For everybody who has been serving the Lord for over a year, I want you to say, me, just go ahead. You've been serving the Lord for over a year, me, for six months, me. You've been serving the Lord for three months, me. Go ahead. Don't be afraid. I want you to say, me, don't, don't be afraid now. Don't be, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Because I need to show you something. I really need to show you something. I need to show you something. I, I, need, I need to show you something. Me, 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 me. I've been serving the Lord. Me, me. Now, here's my question. My question to you is this. Who told you to follow Jesus? Who? Who told you? Who told you to continue to follow Jesus? Who told you that? How did you know to continue to follow Jesus? How did you know? Who told you? I love Wise and Wednesdays. Who told you this? How did you know to keep following him? Who told you this? And how did you know? How did you know? How did you know? How did you know? Something told you or convicted you. You followed something. You, watch this. You made a decision to continue following Jesus. You made a decision. You made a decision to continue following Jesus, but before you accepted him, you didn't make a decision. You didn't have the power to make the decision to continue to follow him. So there is a relationship in you that outweighs what you see. And the power in you has convinced you to continue to follow it. The power. The power in you, and I'm not calling the Holy Spirit of God in it. I'm using it. I'm using this as a demonstration. There is a decision that you made within yourself to continue following Jesus. Something in you, there was a decision that you made to believe. There is a decision that you made to continue to follow. There was a decision, a conviction. That Jesus is real. There was a conviction. That means that you operated in a place of liberty. You had power to make a choice. Y'all going to be all right in just a minute. Because I got to show you something. My question now to you is. If you made a decision. Watch this. What you can't see is temporal. What you cannot see is eternal. You made a decision to tap into an eternal realm. You made a decision to tap into an eternal realm. I can't see you, God, but I'm making a choice to tap into what I can't see. I'm making a choice to tap into who I can't see. Why are you doing that? It's called relationship. There is a conviction. Watch this. What you can see is temporal. If I can see my deliverance soul, if I can see myself, I'm smoking cigarettes. I can't stop having sex. I can't stop doing it. I can't stop drinking. I can't stop having low self-esteem. I can't stop all these things that I'm doing that's impeding my progress. My, my thing is your focus is on something that's going to pass away. You're not even on one accord with what you agreed with. What you say, Kenya? You're, there is a divided house. You are divided within yourself because you are not even in agreement with the decision that you made because now you're not even focused on a decision that you made. You're so focused on the quantity that you're not focused on the quality. See, the quality of your relationship gave you the ability to make a decision to be convinced to continue to follow Jesus versus what you see. See, do you see how much power you have? Do you understand the power, the, the decision-making power that you have? So now when you say, I can't help it, you are now, you are now not in agreement with your own spirit. You are. You are now not in agreement with the spirit of God in you 
who you've been following all this time. Because the spirit of God in you says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Lord, I got to get out of here. So a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. So now it's not a demon, it's a decision. So now when you're blaming the enemy for what it is that you know you should be making a decision in, you're giving him the power and you're disqualifying the quality of your relationship with Jesus Christ. I had to do it this morning. I had to challenge your faith because you have to bench press in the realm of the spirit in order to see the results. And if I don't challenge you when you come on here on some Wednesdays, then you're going to continue thinking that you are possessed when you can never be possessed. You're just oppressed. No Christian can be possessed, but they can be oppressed because oppression is what the enemy does. When you accept Jesus Christ into your life, he then possesses you, not the enemy. Hashtag 21, hashtag 21, consistency in any area, develop strength. Felicia says, wow, I've been hearing this all day. All, I've been hearing this all yesterday. I've been hearing it all yesterday. I had to challenge you today. I had to challenge you today because when you are smoking them cigarettes, I want you to count how many cigarettes you smoke in a day. Just count them. Just, just count them. Whether you want to count them or not, be obedient and count them. Count those cigarettes. And you, every time you smoke a cigarette and you feel like you can't smoke a cigarette, just count them. Listen to me. If you listen to what I'm saying and you obey, I'm telling you, deliverance is going to come your way. Count how many cigarettes you smoking in a day. Now, if you're anything like me, you was excessive. Now, when you count how many cigarettes you're smoking in a day, you will have as an actual visualization of what it is that you need to make a decision on. Because you can't tell me that you can't stop smoking cigarettes. The devil is a liar. You, the devil is a liar. If I can stop smoking cigarettes, you can stop smoking cigarettes. The, the devil is a liar. We're not giving the enemy that much credit. He don't have that much power in your life. There is a spirit of addiction that you, and denial that you are not, you, your, your reality is lying to you. That's it. The reality of your life is lying to you. There's no way that you're telling me you need closure. I need closure in this relationship. I got a soul tie. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Face the reality of your life. It just didn't end the way you wanted it to end. Move on. It didn't end the way you wanted it to end, but thank God they're not in your life no more. So you don't have no soul tie. No, you don't. No, you don't. You got to make a decision. You got to make a decision to understand that that relationship is no longer a part of your life. Because what happens is you're consumed in your prayer time with God deliver me, God deliver me, God deliver me, God deliver me. And those prayers are not beneficial to your destiny because the deliverer is already in the midst. So now there's a diversion in your prayer language. And instead of you praying for your future, you still focus on your past. And now you haven't caught up to your now. And so what happens is your prayer is still in the past because now you're asking God to deliver you from what he already delivered you from, but you can't make a decision to move in your now for your future. And so now your prayer language is not even lined up to where God desires for you to be. You're not even in the now. And the Bible said now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So what happens is it's not a, it's not a demon, it's a decision. Make a decision to see where you are and then begin to move from where you are into where you need to be. There's power in the name of Jesus. Here we go. Hashtag 21, hashtag 21, consistency in any area develops strength. God has what? Given you power. Luke, the ninth chapter, first verse. He gave them power over unclean spirits. And when he called them, he gave them power. So when he called you and you answered that call, you got some power that you're not accessing. So now you're blaming the enemy because now you don't want to make a decision to really change. Y'all going to be all right. You are consistent in this season in understanding the realm of the spirit. If deliverance is the children's bread, some of us need to eat the whole loaf. That woman just wanted crumbs. Some of us need to eat the whole loaf. You must understand that some of the things that you're dealing with is not a demon. It's just a decision. Somebody say it's just a decision. Listen, I love you with the love of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I wanted to teach today with simplicity. I didn't want you to be distracted by anything. I want you to focus on what God is doing in your life. Because in 2024, there's more. And when you focus on what God is doing in your life, then you can walk in what God is doing in your life. 
Listen, if you're sowing your seed today, I want you to get that seed in the ground. The ways to give are on the screen. And I want you to name your seed. If you know, name your seed because you know your need. But some of you need to name your seed. I've made my decision. And my decision is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm going to stop smoking. I'm not going to be looking for closure. I already got closure when I accepted Jesus Christ. He is my closure. He closed the door to everything that want to hurt me. I, I don't need closure from my past. I, for what? You, you got to make this decision today. You got to make a decision. It's not a demon in his decision. Listen, uh, if the Lord allows me to come on on Friday morning at 545 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, then I will be here. If not, then I'll let you know. But I love you with the love of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to thank you for all seeds that are sown today. And um, I want you to receive a blessed weekend to have a blessed weekend because you cannot have what you do not receive. Remember now, it's not a demon. It's a decision. And the Holy Ghost broke it down as plainly as he can. He used simple things. He broke it down plainly. There is no excuse to still be in a place where you keep saying you can't help. You can help it. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You don't get no I can't help it pass in 2024. There is no I can't help it pass in 2024. No, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. God bless you, Lord's will. I'll see you on Friday.